Well, praise the Lord. Welcome to our Romans Bible study. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson here, Crossway Church, Queen City, Texas. And glad to be in God's Word with you today, whenever today might be for you. Uh, but today, for me, is June the 4th, 2020. Uh, and, and again, we're in Romans chapter 11. Uh, this is part 6 today, and we will be digging in. We will be starting in verse 18 here in just a few minutes. I just want to say again uh, this morning how wonderful the worship service was last night. And if you're anywhere near uh, Crossway Church, which is in Queen City, Texas, if you're anywhere near Atlanta, this region, I want you to come be a part of Crossway Church. I want you to come with your Bibles and your families and a heart of, uh, of great desire to learn His Word, for that is what we need to be doing. We need to be learning God's Word, and we need to be living the Gospel. Praise God. And there are many, many, many people who've uh, been hearing the Gospel. We're talking about God's people. They've been hearing the Gospel for the past some time, and the Lord's been pulling them back to Calvary. And what he's trying to do is he's trying to get you back to the place exclusively in which he works through our faith in the sacrifice of Christ. And so if you'll come back to that place and find you a fellowship where they're striving together for the faith of the gospel, you will find your giftings unfolding. You will find the desires that the Lord will put in your heart. Everything will begin to unfold for you uh, according to the Word of God, and that's what we need right there. So I'm excited this morning. Again, this is Romans chapter 11, part 6, and we're in verse 18. Let's go ahead and get started this morning. Boast not against the branches, but if you boast, you bear us not the root, but the root bears you. Uh, and, and we need to well understand here that... Uh, when he tells us, the children of God, the church today, uh, not, to, not to boast against the branches, he, he's not talking about the branches uh, that we've read and, and are going to read have been cut off because they rejected Christ. He's talking about the branches who are, who are still the branches, the branches that are still Israel. And uh, so you need to remember that. He tells us, don't boast against the branches, but if you boast, you bear not the root, but the root bears you. And, and we, need, we need to uh, remember that. Uh, the Bible is, is, is it, let me just say this this morning. The Bible defines the Bible. I don't need to bring my thoughts and opinions in. If, I, if there's something in the Word I'm trying to describe, I need to de describe it with the other parts of the Word. It's, we get in big trouble when we start assigning our thoughts and opinions to what we think Scripture means, and we need to allow God's Word to define God's Word. Truth is the only thing that's going to define the truth of God's Word. We don't quite understand it. We can't quite put it together. The, the avenue of God's Word being righteously divided, which, which in all uh, truth uh, means that it's being pieced together in its proper context, God's words of righteousness, Proverbs 8 and 8, uh, all of his words are in righteousness, and his righteousness is only revealed in the gospel. So all of God's words are only going to be revealed <clears throat> to those who have their faith 
in the gospel. Not had their faith, but those who have their faith. The, the object of faith is the death of Jesus at Calvary. We need to remember that. Now that is a humbling place, a humble attitude that will just sell out, put all my eggs in one basket, so to speak. I'm trusting in Christ and the work He afforded me through His death at Calvary. And that is what the Bible teaches, my friend. And we're not going to have the understanding of every word. And the Bible says we live by every word. And the Bible says we live by faith. Amen. But the faith we have We've obtained it through the righteousness of God and our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, 2 Peter 1 and 1. Write these things down. Some of you listening to me, you've never heard this. You've never heard the, this talk like this. It's the Bible. It's not men's thoughts. It's the Bible being pieced together, put together, righteously dividing the Word of God, the common denominator that brings all the Word together is the cross of Jesus Christ. Never forget that. So here he says, boast not against the branches. Not, don't boast against the branches that's been cut off. Don't boast against natural Israel who's still on the earth today and coming back to Israel from all over the earth, gathering in Israel as the Bible prophesies concerning them. And when Jesus comes back one day, he will save them. Paul has told us in this very chapter, all Israel will be saved. And you need to understand that. Not, not all Israel will be raised from the dead and given another chance. No, it's appointed to men to die once, then comes the judgment. So the only second chance we have is in this life. The hundredth chance is while we're breathing. Once we die, that's it. Then the judgment based on what we did with Jesus, what we did with the Lord God Almighty and Him sending His Son for us. So don't forget that. Don't boast against Israel. Pray for Israel. Live the life that's becoming the gospel because as we've seen in this chapter, the main reason God saved anybody is because He loves us. Never move away from that. But us Gentiles, there's another reason given here why He saved us and is pouring out the blessings that He wants offered to Israel as a nation. And it's to make them jealous. So let me ask all of us a question this morning. Is our lives or our lives that which is becoming the gospel because only through the gospel, the fruit of the gospel, not the fruit of me going to all the, the fruit of the gospel, the only avenue through which fruit comes, not because I got saved in the past, but because my faith today is in the gospel. I can't move away from the cross, but is my life that which has a manifestation that would make a, a, an Israelite, a Jewish person who's without Christ, if they're rejecting Christ, jealous. Now let's, 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 let's think about that. Because our lives are to be caring about a presence with us, the knowledge of freedom, joy, peace, love, endurance, all the things that God had once promised to Israel and will one day fulfill to them we should now be experiencing a lot 
of that. No, not some geographical promised land, but the benefit spiritually that we have. Love, joy, peace, the fruit of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit, the peace, man, the, 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 the assurance, the quietness, the stillness that we have in Christ. All the promises of God are in Christ and we as believers in Christ are in Christ and our lives should be that which makes them jealous. But we don't boast against them. Now watch this. Don't boast against the branches. But if you boast, you bear it. Remember, you're not supporting the root. The root's supporting you. We need to remember that. Been many preachers, been many Christians who are in this boat of, it's a sinking ship, by the way, who hate Israel and, and boast against them. Many preachers, I used to know one, I don't know if he still does, but he used to teach that Israel, God has put them away. And, and he's done with them. That We are now the Israel of God for eternity. They, they, they're not going to have any role to play. That, listen, that's so unbiblical. You have to th put yourself on some super spiritual pedestal to believe that and you have to begin to twist, pervert scriptures to go that way. And we need to remember that. Verse 19 here in Romans chapter 11 tells us what we will say if we're going to be obedient to God. I, I, I love this. I, 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 I'm thankful that God tells me this is what you will say. Glory to God. He's, he doesn't leave it up to us as what we'll say or, or what we'll uh, do or, or, or the avenue of the direction that we'll go. God gave us his spirit so we'd know the three things he freely gives us, the direction he guides, which is in the truth at all times, and the words to even speak when we need to speak. So watch this in verse 19. You will say, I, I love it. Now, a rebellious heart doesn't like to be told anything. I mean, there are so many Christians today uh, that, that, that if, 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 a, if a, uh, a policeman showed up and said, I want everybody to walk on the left side of the road, there are Christians who are just so rebellious. Christians now, people who've been saved, they would, they would walk on the right side of the road regardless of what the policeman said. We need to become humble before God. And quit being so rebellious. Listen, if the sign says go left, go left. You don't know better. Let me say that again. You don't know better. God knows better. Humble yourselves. Humble yourselves. And don't say, well, I'm doing good. Not the way I've lived. No. There's a lot of people that have lived upright, appearing to be upright lives before everybody, but they didn't make heaven. We need to repent and humble ourselves before God. And if we're humble before God, we're going to find ourselves obeying the laws of men unless they're flat out caught, you know, trying to make us sin. We need to remember that. You will say, see, some Christians, they'll turn me off for saying these things because their hearts are as rebellious as the day is long in July. You will say then, Christian, the branches were broken off that I might be grafted in. <laughs> now think about this. Through their unbelief, and we're going to see this, through Israel's unbelief, God turned and began to reach for all the Gentiles. Now, the Bible prophesied this under the Old Covenant, 
that, that the Lord would even be the light to us Gentiles, the way for us Gentiles. And make no mistake about it, before Abraham was called and sent by God to become a, a nation, to become a people of God, he was a Gentile. Think about that. But God uh, brought forth and built a nation through Abraham and the covenant God made not with Abraham but with himself <laughs> so that it wouldn't fail. Glory to God. So, well, because of unbelief, they were broken off. And you stand, you stand by faith. Be not high-minded. That word means haughty. Don't be haughty. Don't, don't start slandering and, 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 and boasting against the branches. They were cut off because of unbelief. The Bible says in verse 20, and we stand, we have been grafted in, and we stand by faith. Don't be haughty, but fear. And I want to talk about that this morning for a couple of minutes, maybe longer, about what it means to fear. Because to fear, here we're told, is the opposite of being haughty. Here we're told that standing by faith is to live in fear. Not in fear of where we're scared of everything and in the bondage of fear, but where we have in our lives the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord operating in our lives. Our, our, listen, we, some of you have not followed our ministry very long and you are going to be superbly blessed when you begin to hear some of these things that I've not taught in quite a while that the Lord has given us through the years uh, concerning many things. Because when you come back to the cross, you come back to the place where God can show you what His Word means, not just what it says. And so many preachers and Christians across the board today, all over the world, can see somebody having a bad situation and they can open the Bible and find the Scripture for that bad situation, but they've been no help for them even with the written Word of God because they don't understand the object of faith has to be the cross of Christ. If our faith is not in the cross of Christ, the Word of God is not going to have an effect on our lives. And you can forget these preachers that say God's Word works for even the lost. If they'll just open it and start doing what the Bible says that God moves on, that's not, they can't even understand it, the Bible says. And the promises of God are only in Christ. They're, they're not outside of Christ. Yes, it rains on the just and the unjust, but all the promises of God are only in Christ, experienced by those who walking in Christ. Come on, somebody. I know we get up in pulpit and say things that sound good sometimes. Just be, be honest, they're just not true. We need to stick with the Word of God. And, and a lot of preachers won't like this, but that's, that's too bad. I'm coming back, and, 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 and many are today. Not many, but a few are coming back all over the earth and every nation, every tribe and tongue. They're coming back to this narrow path where God reveals His Word through our faith in the blood of Jesus. It's the only place He's going to reveal His will to you, His Word to you, which is one and the same thing. But He says, but fear. You stand by faith. Don't be haughty and high-minded, but fear. Fearing here is related to standing by faith. And I have some scriptures here. 1 Peter 1.17. Let's turn over there. 1 Peter 1.17. I've got some things I want to show you this morning. I know some of you are hungry to learn the Word of God. 
Go listen to the message last night. You might be shocked. Surely you'll be surprised and hopefully you'll be encouraged and edified and maybe some of us will be awakened uh, because not everybody listens to learn. Some listen to criticize, some listen just to gripe, some listen uh, just long, uh, long enough because they're not given an opportunity to go listen to the message last night because it's only those who are listening to learn to experience the Word of God. Not those who just hear the Word and not do the Word. James said those people are only deceiving themselves and that's why Jesus taught you better take heed how you listen, how you hear, and what you hear because not everybody's listening to learn. But thank God for that remnant who is. Hallelujah. Our lives are being changed. Not, not perfect, but our lives are being changed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So watch this. 1 Peter 1.17 Let's start in verse 16. Because it is written, Be ye holy, because I am holy, says the Lord. And if you call on the Father, who without respect of persons judges according to every man's work, past the time of your sojourning, your traveling through this life here in fear. In fear. Pass the time of your traveling through this life here in fear. Now watch this again. Let's get this. Because just as in Romans chapter 11, the Lord, the Holy Spirit, relates standing by faith to living in fear. Not fearful of things in the bondage of fear, but delivered from the bondage of the fear of man and the fear of the world and the enemy and delivered into the fear of the Lord. Hallelujah. The, 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 here, write this down. It will help you. It will bless you. The definition the Lord gave me several years ago of the fear of the Lord is the proper biblical estimated value of God's worth. The proper biblical estimated value of God's worth which can only be seen at the cross. There's where he showed us how much he loved us, how gracious he is, merciful, how, how long-suffering, how far his reach is, the lengths he went to to provide salvation to whosoever will believe upon him. The fear of the Lord is tied to the cross. Outside of faith in the cross, there can be no fear of the Lord that's proper. There can be a fear of God that, that's false. You can live under the law and have a fear of God, but it will be the wrong fear, the, 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 the wrong value placed on God. There are people in the church, Christians, who are living under law. They, uh, they, they, man, they think if they, if they don't give tithes and offerings uh, that, that God's going to put a curse on them, God's going to kill them, God's going to cause bad things to happen to them. That's their thought on, on God, that if they don't do this and they don't do it all just like it's supposed to be done, that God's going to hit them in the head with a sledgehammer and take them out. That's the wrong kind of fear. The proper fear that is equated in our Bible study today in Romans chapter 11 and 1 Peter 1.17 and we're going somewhere else too to confirm what I'm saying. The standing in faith, standing by faith and the traveling through your life here in fear is all equated uh, 
to your faith in Calvary. Think about that. Your works that are proper works Peter's writing about. That God's judgment, he, he, he's without respect of persons, he's going to judge every man's work. That's why you can't get away uh, from God's truth that you can't mock him. Whatever we're sowing, we're going to reap. And so, so here we see equated to standing by faith and the works that are proper equated to traveling through this study on the fear of the Lord, you will see that here is where the blessings begin to pour out. And I'm going to show you just one of those in the book of Proverbs right now. Get your Bibles. Proverbs, I think, you no, know, it's 14. I almost said 24. Verse uh, 26. I have taught this for several years. It's wonderful. Since the Lord was able to get us back to our first love, not preach a message on first love, but literally get us back to our first love, which was first Him finding us away from our first love, convicting our hearts from being away from Him, the one who called us into this grace, and showing us that He loved us, shedding His love abroad in our heart through simple childlike faith in His Son's work at Calvary. And now <coughs> He's brought us back to the truth. Listen, the love, the first love that rejoices in the truth. It's only the first love that rejoices in the truth because it was only when you were brought into the truth you accepted in Christ that the love was shed into your brought abroad in your heart, and you rejoiced. The first love, first love is the, is the love that rejoices in the truth, not iniquity. And faith in anything other than the cross is iniquity before God. When I'm trusting in anything, calling myself, trusting in God, but I'm trusting in this purpose-driven, this government of 12, this words I speak, this money I give, all those things, whether, whether they're just absolutely obviously wrong or there's some things that I'm doing that the Bible tells me to do, but my faith is now in my doing those things, that's sinful. That's sinful. There's only one object of faith, and that's Jesus Christ and Him crucified. When you get a hold of that, you'll begin to shout glory, hallelujah, and praises to the Lamb of God. When you move away from that, you can still be shouting praises to the Lamb and glory to God, but you're in big trouble. I've learned that by experience, and the only reason people... Listen to me now. Some of you are listening this morning. The only reason you're not coming back to this exclusive truth that saves and sanctifies, delivers, and provides all the grace that you need is the only reason you haven't given up and, and surrendered to the message of the cross. It's not because you don't like the preachers preaching it. That's what the devil's telling you. That's the, mirage, the, 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 the lie he's painting. The reason you don't like it and you won't surrender to it is because you're still trusting in something else and you're deceived and you think it's working, but it's not. God's not in it. You can stamp God on it and call God. Thank God for working in it, but God only works in the truth. Psalms 33 and 4, Romans 8, 2. He only works in the truth. You, if, when you come to grips and come back to the place where you can literally say, I'm a Bible believer. 
I, I, I don't care what men think. God forgive me for sitting under preachers that have taught so wrong for so long. But I'm coming back to the truth. And I'm going to find me a house of God, a church where I can be planted listening to the truth of God's Word. Hallelujah. So watch this now. Proverbs chapter 14 verse 26. Very powerful. And, and listen, why we are here where we are now is because Paul, by the power and the unction of the Holy Spirit, equates us standing by faith with living in the fear of of the Lord. Remember that. We'll get back to that in just a minute. And Peter equates us living in fear with proper works while we're traveling through this life living by fear. Not the bondage of fear, but the freedom now to operate by the Spirit of God in the fear of the Lord. The proper biblical estimated value of God's worth which can only be seen at Calvary. Think about it because God is love. And the Bible says in 1 John 4, 9 and 10 that the cross was the manifestation of God's love, therefore being the manifestation of God Himself. The best one you could ever look at. So watch this. Proverbs 14, 26. In... The fear of the Lord is strong confidence. You received that when you accepted Christ. You were born again. You received a strong confidence. You knew that you knew that you knew that you were no longer on your way to hell, but you were now a child of God. The Spirit of God dwelled in you. You begin to run that race and you begin to grow in confidence of who He was and what He did, not who you used to be and what you have to do to try to work your way in. He did it all. That gives you, that gave you a strong confidence. Watch this now. This is going to bless your heart if you love truth. In the fear of the Lord. It's a place. In the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life. Who is the one who claims to be our life? Jesus flowing to us like a river, a fountain. Hallelujah. When his blood was shed at Calvary and like a fountain went forth to, to, to wash away the sins of whosoever will believe. In the fear of the Lord is strong confidence and his children shall have a place of refuge. Where's our place of refuge? It's the cross. <laughs> it's the cross. It's our refuge. Hallelujah. It's where the devil had the power of death stolen from him. It's the place we were justified. Hallelujah. Justified by his blood. Glory to God. Now watch this. See how this is all pointing to Calvary. Everything points to Calvary. And if you're not being pointed to Calvary, every time you get together with whoever you're getting together with, you're getting together with the wrong people. And there are more wrong ministries, 99% wrong, than there are right. People get mad about that. They get mad about that. Listen to me. No need to get mad. You can get glad if you'll come back to the cross. And when you do... It's going to be a manifestation of truth in your life and everything is going to begin to change and you're going to have that same testimony all of us have, which is, man, I feel like I'm born again all over again. Hallelujah. Watch this now, Proverbs 14, 27, still talking about the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life 
to depart from the snares of death, the trap of death. Where, where were we delivered from the snare of death? At the cross. Our faith in the work of Christ at Calvary. See, death, no matter how you look at it, no matter how you slice it up, it doesn't matter. Death is always separation. God told Adam, in the day you eat of that tree, you shall surely die. When he ate of that tree, he became disobedient. He was separated from God. He would become separated from a body that would live forever. He was separated from the garden that God gave him with everything he already had needed. God, he was separated from everything because he died. He didn't physically die in that moment, but he would do that even later that had not been the will of God. When you go to a funeral and you look into a castle, there's a body laying there but there's no soul and spirit there because there's been a separation of body and soul and spirit because there's been a death the Bible in the book of Revelation talks about the second and the final death being the eternal separation from God and the Bible calls the second death those who are thrown into the lake of fire forever and ever and ever so death is separation you and I were delivered and departed from the snare, the trap we were in that had us separated from God, which was sin, the guilt and the shame, the condemnation of sin, when we trusted in the reconciling work of Christ at Calvary. Here we are today in the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to depart from the snares of death. Now let's go back to Romans chapter 11 in verse 20. Well, because of unbelief, they, Israel, were broken off. They wouldn't believe in the Messiah, so they were broken off. And you, a believer in Christ, you only stand by faith. You only stand by faith. So don't be haughty and high-minded, but fear. And I've helped you today. I hope the Lord has imparted something into our hearts today because this is very important. Standing by faith is equated to living, sojourning, traveling through this life in fear, the fear of the Lord. God bless you. I love you. I'm praying for you. Let us know what we can pray for you about. Don't forget to pray for us. And please, if you're being blessed and growing from hearing and learning the truth of God's Word, please sow into the good ground of the gospel. For you very well know this is the good ground of the gospel. You can do that by donating at thecrosswaychurch.com or you can pull out your cell phone right now and text to 903-231-5950. Just, write, just text the word GIVE in there and follow the prompts and you can be a blessing to this ministry. You can give unto the Lord when you give to the gospel. And uh, don't forget to tune in in the morning at 9 a.m. Central Time. Cross Time with Pastor Curtis. We'll be in the studio. If you're anywhere in this area, please come bring your Bible. We'll begin in the morning, 1 Timothy chapter 6. going to be good. God bless you, and I'll see you then. But until then, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. See you then.